0: My name is... The SportsZilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, ESPN Utica Rome, now on 96.5 FM. Thank you so much for coming to Utica. Utica! You guys are Hansons. Who are you? Well, I'm from Utica, and I've never heard anyone use the phrase Zilla Show. It's a Utica expression. Rain, man. Good to go. Hey, Coach. How
1: are you? I'm good, Rain. I'm good. Thanks for doing this today.
2: No problem. i have an English muff to you got one. What's that? No, no go ahead. Wait, I'm ready. Uh-huh.
0: Aha! <laughs> the Zilla Show starts now. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. And Matt.
1: Yes, I made that piece of brilliance. I'll take claim for it. Welcome to the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. We've got the brain with the goop, Gary Heenan in the studio. There's your microphone. What's up, my guys? Friend. It's good to have you back in here again. First of all, we're going to brag a little bit because after the, the amazing weekend that the team had, who reached out to us, Gary Heenan, you like coming on that SportsZilla Show, don't you?
3: I do like being here. You guys are awesome. It's good times. Nothing
1: stressful. I have a good story with Bayheim. All BS aside, before we get to that, we like having you here, too. It's National Make-A-Friend Day today. So it gets awkward if you ask (laughs) Nick Ailes about it, who's... On Facebook Live right now at yeah. ESPN, well, you are the you, way you asked it earlier. Can I be your friend? You ever, you ever do that <laughs> intensely where you want to put somebody in, like you? Almost want to be awkward on
3: purpose, yeah. just because yeah.
1: it's kind of fun for you. I was you? wondering
3: why Nick gave me a hug coming in here, I didn't shake my hand, but yeah. we can be, we can be friends now. Yeah, we're going to be friends.
1: So you go to Facebook at ESPNUR. You, you can watch The Brain, Gary and Utica College men's hockey coach, number four in the country in D3 in studio with us. Nicole Ruddy, the coach of the Clinton Girls High School State Championship team, will be here in just a few minutes. That means we've got Dave Cooney in studio. Hello.
4: Mr. Raymond. How you doing? He has a you gotta see. Sorry, s- it's been big. It's been a big week, and I'm still over the moon right now. He's got
1: the killer Hartford Whalers. Oh, I love gear the Hartford Whalers. Have you seen the, the hat whale. though? I haven't seen that. Oh, it's no. just amazing. Look there at this. He's all whaled up. Show that to the Facebook camera. That is a beautiful <laughs> logo. Well, I
4: love the Whalers logo. I love that logo more than anything. I'm a Sabres fan, but the Whalers have one of the best logos in the NHL.
1: Oh, there's no doubt. The Vancouver, the brown. Those jerseys are coming in to play with the Comets real soon. Scoop is here. We've got the glue guy, the boss, Matt Page in studio. Uh, We're going to talk to Jim Beheim actually, at about 30 minutes. We'll hear from Coach. We do that every Tuesday. They've got a game tonight, obviously. We'll get there. Preview NC State. Brings us back to the goop. The brain. Gary
3: Heenan, yeah. we love having you. Let's hear this Bayheim story. Well, before I, we... we just so happened to be on this puddle jumper plane, and uh, and, <laughs> I, and I sat right next to him. Right, and we had done a couple charitable events through the Grady Foundation a couple times. Sure. But I you know I I knew him but didn't know him of course right So he's expecting me to start boring the hell out of him talking about coaching philosophies and, and I did start going down that road and read his expression was like great I got a couple hours on this flight with this young coach who's going to just kill me yeah. and uh, and I quickly switched to fishing and pull, we both had our camera our phones out showing fishing pictures And we had two hours of just fun talking about fishing.
1: He doesn't want to talk about basketball. You right. probably don't want to talk about hockey. Yeah. You work at a pizzeria. You don't want to have pizza for dinner. No. I totally
3: get it. That was it. It was all about golf and fishing, and we had a blast just doing that. And uh, he was a great guy because I had I, took, I quickly took a left turn and went down that road, and it worked. So yeah. there's,
1: a, there's a public persona and perception of Jim Beheim, but there is a behind-the-scenes Jim Beheim that is very different that he doesn't like to let out. You can attest to that now. No question. I've seen it a few times. Uh, it's few and far between because mostly I deal with him through you know, interviews on the radio or in public professional settings, but he's an
3: awesome guy. He really is. Super guy. I mean, he's a charitable man, no question about it. With his foundation, with his time, uh, his wife's certainly involved. We like her around. Um, and, uh, you know, he's just a super guy. Super guy.
1: It's Gary Heenan with us here. At the Sports SportsZilla Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. It's time to talk, Scoop, about the... Just a stellar weekend for you and the boys back on the road again.
0: Well, I also thought it was a challenging weekend when you add in the whole weather thing. And it's my understanding you got down there a night ahead of time, which is whoever made that call. That's a good one. Uh, But you have to go down and play this team who beat you earlier in the year. And it was a nail biter. And then you got to go to Lebanon Valley the next day. And get the guys up again. Yeah. And that was an exciting game Friday night, a 3-2 win. You know, you score to win it with about 90 seconds left. And then you go into Lebanon Valley and you just kind of steamrolled them. And I thought, number one, I said, are they going to be able to get to Lebanon Valley from Elmira? Yeah. I mean, that that had to be a, a, a challenging bus trip.
3: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, going out to Elmira was one of those things where 19 years might might have played a role. You know, because if we stayed that night, we weren't going. And all of a sudden, you're, you're replaying that game with only two weeks left in the season. You're going out on a Wednesday. And then you're playing your weekend. Then you're going to Lev Valley on a week, Wednesday. And now you got two weeks of just chaos. Uh, and with where we're going, we needed to, to stay the course. So we were able to, to, to make some decisions and get down the night before. And it paid off, you know, huge dividends for us. Uh, we, we don't want to kink in, in the chain right now and, and throw our schedules out of whack. So we got there, we played it. There's no way we would have been there. You guys knew the weather here. Um, and, and the guys weathered an early storm from that team, which you're going to face on the road, got through the first period, and, and then we got the huge first goal, Monkovich and, and you're right, uh, we had two big two-on-ones in the third, scored one with 30 seconds left, and then shut them down for a minute and a half. I don't think they got a shot on that in the last minute and a half. Um, but it was, it was a huge win for our, for our hockey club, huge.
4: Yeah, if I remember right, Casper Jelkovic gained that game-clinching goal as well. You know, he's been one of those players that's been really on fire for this team and coach since this twelve game win streak started. I'm gonna give you a bit of a Ray Big stat here. Yep. You got you have scored seventy three goals during this win streak. Opponents have scored twenty seven. That's a forty six goal margin. You're averaging six goals per game to two point two five for your opponents. What's really been the story behind this offense, really getting it going? Here?
3: It's about a three to one margin, basically. Yeah. yeah, we've uh we've we've we uh i am lost for words because the you know the clinton lawyer state champion head coach nicole just walked in and <laughs> nicole you bring I feel in. like I should almost get out of here because the winning the champion is here invite you know? her over no come on around nicole bring the chair right around get up yeah. on this mic
1: you can oh, yeah, join yeah, the conversation yeah. and, uh, and gary yeah. can hang out I'm for a little while right too now. yeah, yeah. Well, Jeez, you
2: know. <laughs> well, so. I, I,
1: I just, I don't want to be the one to say this, but I'm going to say this. I, she has a championship, and I don't think you overall have one yet, Coach. I mean, I'm just saying.
3: This is true. Yeah, league oh. championships, but not state champions. Don't, you know, don't yeah.
1: pull the don't pull the jersey over my head and give me it's a couple coming. of shots. It's no, coming. seriously, uh, you've been supporting Nicole uh, along this entire journey up in Lake Placid, two one to nothing wins to get a state championship for the girls' high school team. Why don't you two just talk amongst yourselves here on the Sports show? We don't mind. What do you want to say to Nicole?
3: Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many players on her team and parents that I know, coaching staff that I know, and. It's such a young program, you know and it's it's great to see the league come to fruition of women's hockey and um, and just following their path you know of these wins and one goal wins and they lock down as underdogs these these powerful programs. I mean you're beating Buffalo that it's an entire city that's really had women's hockey forever. Um, and so to go up there it was just it was unexpected uh, and I know how hard they work and how enthusiastic they are. so it was it was just fun to watch them. And Nicole's been there since the beginning. And uh, I, I taught Nicole at some point along the way on the ice. And we tried to recruit her brother to Utica College at some point. Sean, who was a really good hockey player himself. So the family I'm familiar with. But she deserves a ton of credit, as do all those girls, for bringing championships. So congratulations, and it's great to see you.
5: Thank you. I'm so sorry to interrupt your interview. I, I feel terrible.
3: You're making it easy now, though. This is great.
5: <laughs> no, and, and we, can't, we appreciate everyone's support. I know uh, so many people in the community have been rooting for us and cheering us on. And it really meant a lot to the girls, um, you know, to hear that from everybody. And we really are a community's team, so uh, we just thank everybody, you know. From the beginning of the program all the way until now, you've all made a difference in helping us get here. So thank you.
1: Nicole Ruddy is with us. We're going to have a nice full segment with you, our second segment after Heenan gets the hell out of here. No, we want to keep him here. <laughs> Sportsilla Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now 96.5 FM. Nicole Ruddy, head coach of the Utica College or excuse me, the Clinton High School He You just team. gave her Gary's Jeez. job. and, and I Gary guess he- I am out. Gary Heenan is now the coach of Clinton Girls High School. No, Gary Heenan, coach of uh, Utica College men's hockey. But I've said this, Gary, all, all kidding aside, there is, and I even put this on Twitter, something special happening this year. And I know you don't, I'm not trying to jinx anything. You've got a lot of hockey left to play. You've got some good teams on the way, but it just, Feels like there's something magical brewing. Scoop and I have had this conversation, and you'll back me up.
0: Well, I I do want you to try and comment a little on Dave's question as well—the explosive offense. But you know, Dave asked that, and right away I'm thinking about Friday night, and you know, it it was that was a different tenor of of game.
3: Yeah. It. uh, Yeah. Sorry, Dave. Nicole interrupted us rudely there, but uh, (laughs) no, it's. the offense has been unbelievable. and we've changed our philosophy on the ice this year. Um, so you maybe go into the year thinking you're the same team as last year and and you're you're maybe chipping and chase and checking more pucks. And you know we quickly discovered on the Christmas mark that we've got a pretty offensive oriented team that can play a transition, more of a wide open game through the neutral zone and and we've let the horses run that way. So uh, we've let some some more goals in. our PK isn't as great as it used to be. Um, but the flip side of that is, is yeah, we're pretty fun to watch. We're scoring goals uh, at at an alarming rate, and uh, and it's depth through the lineup, Dave. I mean, it's it's crazy the amount. So we had eight goals last weekend. We had eight different goal scorers. So uh, you know, if that's any indication, it's the whole team pitching in right now. And and you're right, Elmira. Was, you know, on the road, they they had to win to get the chance to have home ice. They had to. So to, for us to go in there and 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 weather that early storm and really steal it from them who beat us earlier on home ice it was a revenge game for us. It uh, was just just a, a great win and then to go to Lev Valley where we've lost the last two years in a row and then again they upset us here early in the year when we weren't the team we are today. Um, we we were pretty fired up for that game to show them. It, you leave that game you say how do we lose to them? Um, you know it's shots in the second period sixteen to one for us shots in the third sixteen to four. Um, so, we, you know, we, we had a going pretty good Saturday night as well.
1: I, I had talked up, Scoop, we had a conversation yesterday about Gary where we were talking about how you've had D1 players decide to step back to D3 to play for your program. There is a number of guys from this program that you have developed for four years in college that are playing in the pros. Burmaster comes to mind. Roman Amarado comes to mind. Uh, there's a few other of oh, yeah. your guys out there playing professional hockey. Uh, Just I was praising you, heaping the praise on the praise on what an amazing program you have developed. And there's a lot of things uh, that help support that being number one in attendance, having a a barn like the Adirondack Bank Center to showcase to recruits. But just how you've built it from the ground up to where it is today. And that's why I just feel like it's something something really special is happening here. And it all leads into this moment somehow, some way. I want you to brag a little bit about no, I, about I how you got some conference. guys out there yeah. doing that.
3: It's amazing. We're, you know, it's funny because Nick and I, my assistant, we're we're sniffing Division One transfers all day today. So, well, once every couple of weeks, we'll 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 start casting some lines out there to sure. see who's who's not happy in their current home, and and we'll be looking, and then and then really, it's it's a it's it's a shark bite frenzy of the top ten teams Chums in to, the water, trying to get those few guys that are going to dangle out there. And you're right, we have done very well with those guys, the Burmasters, the Romans, who who were really top six players, meaning they want to play a skill game, top six minutes. But for whatever reason, they're that seven through nine forward, and their coach is asking them to be a checker. And that's just not who they are, and they can't flourish in that environment. So they come down to us where they get those, obviously, those top six minutes, and boom, they're all Americans. You know, they're professional hockey players. So. Um, we but, have done well with that. We've got certainly a number, of a handful of transfers again this year.
1: But you've got to push them to play the two-way game if they want to go to the next level. They've got to pick up that skill set.
3: They they all get humbled very quickly at our level because they think they're going to come in and just light it up right away, and it's not that far away. You know, the D1 to D3 in hockey, and so they realize they still got to put the work and the time and the commitment in to get better. And and when they come in junior, they have a mediocre year. Senior year, look out.
0: How good is it going to be to be home Friday night?
3: It feels like we just haven't been home this year, you know, and, and I mean the calendar year. I think we had two games, uh, you know, three weeks ago or something. but It
0: feels like forever.
3: It feels like forever. We just haven't been in the Adirondack Bank Center, and, and as you guys know, home cooking is really good for us. Our, our home record over the last three years, maybe Dave can dig that up, is just stupid. Um, so we're pumped to be home, the last four at home. Uh, two two of those games where you would say are, are they better be wins, and two of those games are going to be wars with teams that are ahead of us. And we re, we visited this last week; those teams won again last weekend as well. So we you can say what you are in the nation, we're still third place in our league. So we've been able to use that with our guys staying humble, saying hey, we got work to do. You know, we want home ice throughout, uh, which is where we've been the last two three years.
1: Gary. We're up against our first break, but yep. we have one last thing we want to ask you about. And there's a reason when I handed these guys our our show map, I I mentioned that we've got to plug Sean Coffee and Coffee for Three tomorrow <laughs> to talk SU basketball. Yeah. But I leave the rest of this on on the table for the glue guy Matt, Matt because yep. uh, he wanted to ask you
3: a question right. about that. Did you hear his comments on Thursday? I uh, I didn't hear them, but uh, somebody or people did. telling you okay. Yeah. And uh, you know, coffee's done such a great job, you know, and and it's, 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 it's a shame really that that we're mirroring each other right now, and we might have a little bit of edge and, you know, some of the publicity and the notoriety in town because he deserves some of it, um, but uh, Sean will tell you that uh, I I walk through that gym almost every other day and bust his chops about you know kind of being <laughs> in the shadows of of our program sure. And, and it's a, it's a good—he he's work he works his tail off. He really does, and uh, he deserves all the success he's getting because he, he's a worker. He really is a great guy. He really is. N- so do you want to say anything? No chirping back whatsoever? Well, I, I think I kind of did there, didn't I? I was like, the shadows, you know, he's in the shadows, but— uh it, was, you, and it sounds like he's well, talking trash every time he walks through the yeah. gym. Well, wait, wait.
1: There was a—you— you cast shade. I don't know yeah. if there was a direct chirp <laughs> well, on the air. Yeah,
3: yeah. Sean is Sean's fine. You know, he's he's good. He's he, he gets jealous. One of <laughs> you know, and then you know he's really follically challenged as well. And you, know, and, you know, he's he's very skinny and yeah, but he's fine. Sean's good. good. He overachieved. Certainly, he's got a sweetheart of a girl next to him. You know so, uh, we wish him well, no question about it. Oh, man. It is, this is just going to keep getting better and better and better. It could.
4: It really could. Yeah. Right, we're we're past our time for a break. Go ahead, yeah. Dave. So coach, you asked me that. Since 27-2018 season, 33-5 and 4 at home, 24-9 and 1 away from the
3: odds. Yeah. I mean, the, the odds been fun, so uh yeah, Scoop, I mean, four to go. Uh, we, we really got to win all four to, to, to win this league, and, and it's certainly capable. That's our goal.
1: Gary, thanks for joining us. It's yeah, th- great to see you guys. You're welcome to hang out for a few minutes. We're going to celebrate that lady that we just talked to, Nicole Ruddy, and your team, those girls that are got to be just through the roof feeling great. I almost was going to invite you to bring them in here, but Nicole Ruddy, the coach of the state champion Clinton Girls High school warriors up next on the Sports Show, ESPN Radio Utica Rome now ninety six point five FM.
0: It's the Sports Zilla Show on thirteen ten AM Utica, thirteen fifty AM Rome, and ninety six point five FM ESPN Radio Utica Rome. Here's Rain Scoop and Matt, joined by Dave Cooney, who I saw. On the bus on WKTV when they had the footage of the escort into Clinton with the fire truck and the snow's falling. And of course, Coach Nicole Ruddy was on the bus with that state champion Clinton Warriors girls hockey team. I don't think you're ever going to get tired of hearing that phrase, state champion.
5: Oh no, I'm going to live that up forever.
0: Fantastic. And to do it in Lake Placid, you go up there and you, you watch Miracle on the way there on the bus and then on the way back. And I am thinking it was probably a lot better the second time on the way back. You know,
5: absolutely. They lived their own miracle. So they, we were on a high the whole time.
0: What did you guys do off the ice? Did you have any sightseeing time? You know, there's shopping up there uh, and it's beautiful.
5: Absolutely. We had a great weekend. A lot of things planned. Um, We went to the Olympic Jumping Center, got a tour there. We went and skated on the Oval together. We went shopping downtown. Uh, Tons of different team meals in the local restaurants. It was just an overall incredible weekend.
0: And am I to understand that you got to watch uh, Williamsville close out their game against Plattsburgh? Did you see that? or You saw the other game, the other semifinal game?
5: We stayed for about an hour to watch that game, um, but we didn't we didn't finish it out. We left around nine o'clock, and they were clearly, uh, you know, putting yeah. a lot of goals in the net against Plattsburgh. So, so yeah, we, we figured up, we better go get some they're, rest. They were about
4: <laughs> five nothing, I think, when we left. So it, you watch that, and then you got
0: to play them the next day. Maybe it wasn't such a bad idea to leave because they kept scoring. I mean, what were you what were you thinking? What was in your head when you're watching this team that you've got to play the next day?
5: Uh Boy, they're good, <laughs>
0: you know. Try not to psych
1: yourself yeah, out.
5: Uh they are they are very talented. They're a great team, Williamsville. Um, great coaching staff, great players, very talented, and I knew we were just gonna have to work really hard if we wanted to be able to compete against them.
1: Nicole Ruddy is a state champion. High school girls hockey coach. She's always gonna be able to take that weather. You got one now, coach. That's just fantastic. Big old smile on her face. Wasn't able to get into work yesterday. You earned it. A lot of time on the road. You're dealing with some weather. And then Dave, uh, how about a one to nothing win just to get to the championship game? And then another one to nothing win to do that. You talk about nail biters. Can you go out and maybe get a four or five nothing lead? It's a little bit easier to deal with on the bench. I mean, you must have been just wanting to pull your hair out, stressed out of your mind back there, in a, all in
0: a good competitive athletic way. But boy, what a weekend. And when those pucks, you know, clang off the post to your favor, you know, boy, there's, there's, uh, there's some pitter patter going on in the chest there. <laughs> Is there an emotion
1: oh, yeah. that you didn't experience over the course of the two, those two games, but more specifically in the championship game once you got there?
5: Oh, God, no. Uh, at one point, I thought I was going to throw up. Uh, that last minute, I I didn't even know if I could watch. It was just so intense, uh, so nerve-wracking. And, I mean, they had so many chances, and I didn't know what was going to happen, but we pulled it off.
4: Credit to your girls. Yeah, like, I know for me, between that first and second period coach or that championship game, I'm not sure if I told you, I did actually lose my lunch in between there. (laughs) It was just so nerve-wracking, and honestly... I know we were talking her up on the bus coach, Haley Millington. Oh, my God. that has literally been one of the best goalie performances I've seen, period. She like said it was ever.
1: What was her quote? She said, this is the greatest experience of my life, pretty much.
4: Uh, but a lot I of think it, she said the last three minutes felt like a lifetime, too. Something <laughs> to that effect.
1: But all the girls must have shared a similar sentiment. What do you say to them when it's over? And, I mean, we've seen the video of the team rushing onto the ice and everybody piling on, and but then – things settle down and you go around and you talk to all the girls individually I'm sure every single one of them that are on the team you give them hugs you what do you say
5: oh god they were so excited in that locker room I could barely get a word into them um but they deserved it they they deserved every moment um of that achievement because it, it was incredible I was so proud of them they were so excited and proud of each other and they knew they did it together and I think that's the most important thing
1: I've always found that the part of the, it sounds weird to say this, but part of the, the celebratory process is first the, the joy, the, the, you're exhilarated, you're happy, you're jumping up and down, and all of that energy comes out. But then once it sets in and it takes a different amount of time for different people, then there's the tears of joy aspect of that. And that is part of celebrating sports. When your team wins, wh- whether it's a team that you've rooted for professionally from afar or it's the team that you're coaching, it just hits you at some point. Have you gotten to that yet at any point? Or have you just not reached that yet? You understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. when, when your Cavaliers won, you ball like a baby. When my Yankees win a championship, I ball like a baby. The Giants or whatever it is. But for these ladies, just because you're just so happy and you go, I cannot believe that just happened.
5: No, absolutely. I'm, I think I'm still in a little bit of disbelief. But uh, watching them rush out on that ice together after that, you know, the timer went off and just seeing their excitement. I mean, that is what that moment, you know what I mean? I'll have forever. It was incredible.
0: It sounds like there was some uh, great sportsmanship on the part of Williamsville as, as well. Like uh, some of their players were taking pictures with your players. And, you know, I, I read about that and I was just kind of struck and thought that that's cool, that's sweet, that's probably something that should happen more often.
1: And it it's classy, yeah. There, there's something about, think about this, though, the sport of hockey at the end of the Stanley Cup or any playoff round. What do the teams do? No matter, you're beating the crap out of each other on the ice and you're both trying to, to you know, accomplish the same goal, but you shake hands and, and there there's...
0: You know, and, I, and on a pro level, I kind of flashed on, you know, the guys very often will exchange jersey. Sure. Uh, jerseys with a player on the other team, which is a cool thing, but... You know, it it sounded like uh, Williamsville was very congratulatory to you, and uh, there was a lot of good sportsmanship there.
5: 100%. You can tell they're a well-coached team um, just because of their interactions with our players, which, to be honest, I haven't experienced much with my team and other teams in the past. So to see that, especially on the opening day when we're all sitting in there just you know, getting ready for that opening speaker and them joining in on our group photos and selfies – you know, you don't see that. And we tried to even get the other teams involved and they really didn't want a part of it. But Williamsville just had that energy and you can tell that they were just, you know, happy to be there. And it just didn't matter. And even after the game, um, the players and the coaches were just phenomenal, you know, very supporting and well-deserved. and um, Which
0: would, you know, arguably be a tough moment for them, you know.
5: I'd like to say that I could be the same way, but, you know, you just don't know. And I, I was very impressed by that, honestly, because I just feel like that's not seen as much. And um, I commend them. You know, I commend that team. I commend that coaching staff because they they really showed what it's like to be a true athlete. Since you're a former player, is this the greatest achievement oh, for you? <laughs> Absolutely. By far. That's
1: awesome. Even yeah. better than your playing days.
5: <laughs> you know, and it's, it's like the girl said, too you have these memories, you know, you go on these experiences, you might not remember all the times on the ice, but you remember the things that you did with each other. And I think that's what I remember most from my playing days is my teammates. And I'm still very close with them. And those are the memories that I really cherish. Um, but I definitely had no victories like this one. And I know my girls will remember this as well. Not only what we did up in Lake Placid all the time we shared with each other, but that moment on the ice, They'll never forget.
1: You're a lot of guys talking about after their playing days, you'll be watching ESPN. You'll see some guy reflecting on his career. Do you miss the the playing? Yeah, I missed the competition. That went away, but I miss the guys in the locker room. I miss those experiences. You have represented this community. And of course, those girls in your team, we are so proud of you. We are so happy for you. Congratulations from all of us. I'm sure everybody out there listening feels the same way. Nicole Ruddy, I wish we thought ahead and had Queens. We are the champions ready to go to play for you. (laughs) We should have done that. We dropped the ball, but you guys absolutely didn't. Just an outstanding state championship for the Clinton High School girls hockey team. Nicole, we'll give you a round of applause in the studio.
5: Thank you.
0: Any last words? we got to take our break. Is there any sort of team... Uh, celebratory meal planned? Are you going to get together for pizza at Altieri's? Or or do you got anything like that planned where you can get together and just kind of have one more moment to reminisce about what you've gone through?
5: Yeah, well, we have our banquet coming up in a few weeks, and uh, the Utica Comets have actually reached out to us and invited us to the March 11th game versus, versus Syracuse Crunch where they'll be honoring us that night. So we're really excited to all go and be a part of that.
1: Well, there's been some discussions going around wondering if something like that would happen. So that's fantastic news. We've got to remember to remind everybody, maybe we'll have you come back in uh, the week leading up into that game. Maybe we even bring her on Utica pre pregame since we host that too. That Absolutely. might be something to talk about. Uh, consider that. That's one month from today. And
0: again, look to the Facebook page for the team. If you want to help out, help them with the funds for the team Because, you know, hockey's not a cheap sport. (laughs) Give give
1: it out again directly so people can find it.
5: Yeah, please. And again, the community has been so great in the past. So I thank everyone that's donated. Um, But you can reach us right through our Facebook page, Clinton Girls uh, Varsity Hockey Team. And we appreciate anybody's support. So thank you.
1: That's Nicole Ruddy. Congratulations again. This is the SportsZilla Show on ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. Jim Bayheim will join us next, and we'll give you a little preview of tonight's game against NC State. Hang on.
0: It's the SportsZilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, and 96.5 FM ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt.
1: We're going to take a quick second here. Uh, We had a quick conversation, Scoop and I did, with Jim Beheim in a game tonight against NC State that tips off against 7 o'clock. We will give you a nice little preview of what to expect tonight, but when we spoke to him, we kind of gave you more of a recap with Wake Forest, so let me let you hear that right now. Jim Beheim Here with Jim Beheim again. Chance to talk to the SU basketball coach about an exhilarating, thrilling win that clearly, as everybody has alluded to, Jim, exactly how you drew it up the other night.
2: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what the fans were tremendous and really got going, got behind the team in the the last 4 minutes. Uh the group that was out there played great defense. Uh, Jesse got a couple steals, uh, a couple rebounds. Yeah. Uh everybody really played good defense and uh, you know, we got a break at the end. We got a, Jesse made a good tip to get it over to Bryson, and Bryce made a really good catch. Uh, and put it in the bucket. It was a really, really good play, a tough play. It was interesting.
1: Elijah Hughes had said at one point, he he said to Marek, don't foul out, please don't foul out. Then he fouled out. Then he got
2: three <laughs> guys fouled out. And you're like, you know, did you worry about panic
1: well, mode setting in or anything like that?
2: Well, you just, you know, you, you practice with different combinations sometimes and you just try to play uh, as best you can in that situation. The players, uh, you know, obviously took advantage of it and played well. Uh, But, you know, obviously, a foul tool, it's okay if a guy is aggressive, uh, is going to the board, or if he's, uh, you know, trying to block a shot, playing good defense. uh, You know, it's hard to foul out if you keep your fouls limited to that. But if you're going over the back or if you're reaching, um, you know, three of Quincy's fouls were, were foolish fouls. Two of Marek's were really bad. And two of Barama's fouls were bad. I mean, uh, at this stage of the season, I mean, you have to look at Marek and, and uh, Barra's juniors. They have—they did not get in this kind of foul trouble that much in the past, and uh, they shouldn't get in this kind of foul trouble. Quincy's an aggressive player. He's—he's he's probably going to commit some fouls, but. At some point, you've got to realize uh, I can't do this or I can't do that so that you can be in the game. You have to be aggressive, but you can't commit a bad foul. And that's that's really what uh, – really each one of those guys is committing one or two bad fouls every game that takes them out of the game. So hopefully they've learned a little bit, learned the lesson, and we'll, we'll be better. How
0: happy are you for Bryson to come up so big at a moment like that?
2: Well, he's a great kid. He's a talent. He just has been hurt. And I don't think the face mask, he still has trouble seeing well out of that. it's hard to throw a guy out there when he's having trouble seeing the ball. And uh, it's been a problem because he's a talented kid, and he probably would have been playing uh, more by now if it wasn't for the injury. But uh, he's a really good athlete, good defender, uh, and he did a good job the other night.
1: Last thing I want to ask you today, Jim, is, is obviously the, the play you know near the end line with Marek being out of bounds, not being out of bounds, uh, the technical that caused him to be fouled out, the pointing at the screen. Everybody's talked about that. There's all sorts of upheaval about, you know, criticism of the officials and there's no accountability for the officials. And just what's your take on all that?
2: Well, the officials are gonna miss calls. That's just the way it is. Uh, the difficult thing I have with that call, if he, you obviously didn't see him go out of bounds because he didn't go out of bounds. So if you don't see the play, you can't blow the whistle. You have to see him be out of bounds. And the reaction Wreck made was wrong, but, you know, the official should have known it was a. He may have missed the call and let it. You know he didn't say anything to the official. He just pointed. But you know it's a bad judgment to, to make that uh, decision at that time. Uh, but uh, you know we've got to learn from this. And you know the officials are going to miss calls. They miss calls both ways, and you just have to adjust to it.
1: We just got to beat NC State. That's what we got to do. Good luck in the next game, Jim. We'll talk All to you right. soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. So to that point, NC State tonight tips off at 7 o'clock, Scoop. There's four guys, I think, that are keys that we got to look out for.
0: Start with the point guard. Well, Markel Johnson is arguably the best point guard in the ACC. And the Wolfpack's fortunes kind of mirror his fortunes. If he's shooting well, they're doing good. One of the things, though, is every now and then he has a bad turnover night. He turns over the ball a little bit. And if your shooting is off, then the Wolfpack have a tendency to lose. So uh, you're going to see a marriage of their fortunes there. When he's hot, the Wolfpack's hot. When he's not, they aren't.
1: And of course, Kevin Keats, North Carolina State's head coach, is 2 0 against the Cuse. Do with that information what you will, doesn't mean much once the game starts tonight. Of course, they got a monster as far as blocking shots. They got a shot blocker in the middle. His name is Manny Bates. He's leading the nation scoop in blocking efficiency. So they've struggled in the middle, whether it's on the offensive or defensive end. Luckily, on the offensive glass, Quincy Garrier has really, especially in these last handful of games, been showing and proving really well for the Q. so You're going to need that. You're going to need players to not foul follow, follow out tonight, the three that we had to deal with in the last game. And a few other keys. You, you're hoping to see an uptick in shooting. Elijah Hughes has been struggling. We know that. And there's a couple of other guys in the middle, too, Scoopa. DJ Funderburk, we were talking about him. Game time decision. And the other was Jericho Helms Because our struggles have been in the middle. It's that simple.
0: And those guys may or may not play tonight. Uh, That is a question mark. That's good for the Orange, obviously. Uh, Gives us maybe a little bit more of a chance. But I I think you're going to see Elijah shoot a little better. I think you're going to see more contributions from JG3. And, and, you know, it's been a tough four games probably for Elijah scoring-wise, but I think he's going to start to come out of that tonight. I mean, he's a shooter, shooter, shoot. I think he'll be all right ultimately.
1: Nick Ailes in the studio. He's out from behind the Facebook live camera, which you can watch Gary Heenan and Nicole Ruddy at ESPN. You are on Facebook if you want to. But since you're now in front of that microphone, give me 10 seconds on the Cuse game tonight. A couple of teams motivated to get on the bubble for a chance you get in the tournament in March, right? I mean tournament time's almost here. I'm excited. Tournaments all the way around, so every game's a must win. I'm looking forward to it tonight. They got it. Is this a must win for them? Do you really think? Every single game's a must win if you get into that tournament. From from here on out, when hey, you it's,
0: it's February.
1: You yeah. Know. When you're in the position that QC is, is in, you absolutely have to win this game. Same can be said for NC State. Both will be motivated. SportsZilla Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5
0: FM. That's what I call hamburgers. You call hamburgers steamed hams? Yes, it's a regional dialect. Ah, uh, uh, what region? Uh, upstate New York. Really? Well, I'm from
1: Utica, and I've never heard anyone use the phrase steamed hams. Oh, not in Utica. No, it's an Albany expression. The SportsZilla Show. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. The one and only Nick Ailes is in studio with us, so he's been cracking jokes, and I've missed like both of them because, well, glue guy, you know how I get, man. I get caught into my own. You're yes. in a one track mind, and that's a Yes, he's got tunnel vision. I am. Scoop. I'm sorry. Uh, please uh, bring us back uh, from from the break
0: officially. I didn't. Well, mean no, and <laughs> not now. Now that you've done it, let's like forget it. I don't want to say anything. I hijacked. Well, you it. jumped right in. Like you got it now. You you run with it, bro.
1: Okay. I got I got a, I got something to set you up because I know we're gonna chat comments real quick, but. A week or two ago, I get a tweet from our boss. And as you know, Galaxy Media Partners has been celebrating his 30th anniversary. Not me, by the way. Not you. Not you. The owner. You you don't matter in this. He, he signs all of our checks. So well, you said
5: boss, but you always call me boss. I so. do.
1: We call him Mr. Krabs, right? Well, he had tweeted a, a picture of himself with the mayor of Syracuse <gasps> at a Syracuse game. But instead of using the orange emoji, he used the peach emoji which for those that emoji, you realize the peach is more a butt. butt. Yeah, it's a butt. It's a butt. So I I just get this tweet from his one and only daughter. She said, and this is right here on social media. She said, attention, K-Rock Rain. My father is sending me a, quote, game time picture with the peach emoji. Once again, question, what do
0: I do now? (laughs) I'm going to have to help her Does with Does he his- not see, like, can he not tell the difference between the orange and the peach? He, you know, I, I wear glasses. He wears glasses. Or maybe reading. he's doing it on purpose now just to be a contrarian. To be ironic.
1: <laughs> well, I don't think so. I think that he doesn't have his glasses on, and I think that okay. he's seeing it wrong. Or he just doesn't quite understand that the peach and the orange are to the, the maybe he doesn't know there's both emojis available to him. I'm going to be worried if he starts tweeting the eggplant. That's that. Just say it. <laughs> just, just be happy. That might be my be response. a little worried. Just make sure he's not sending that to anybody, um, your mom or anything like that. All right, let me get you back on track. SportsZilla Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM in the SportsZilla Show. So there was a shootout victory over Syracuse the other day, and I just wanted you to hear how it ends.
0: Boucher tied the game at four late in the game. Boucher wide left. In on Wedgwood. He holds, fakes, backhand, scores. Reid Boucher wins it in round three of the shootout, five for the Comets. Top of the crunch.
1: Scoop, take it from there. Let's get everybody updated on what's happening with the Utica Comets.
0: Well, first, the, the goal before that, the Frankie Perron goal, was just a thing of beauty. Uh, so kudos to Frankie on that. I think everybody was dazzled by that. Do you want to hear but- it? Sure. We got time. A chance to put the crunch against the ropes. Here he comes. Frankie Perron. Oh, he
3: scores! What a move by Frankie Perron. A one-handed wonder. And the Comets take the lead
0: in the shootout. That was so much fun. Uh, I love the hesitation in Joe's voice as it's going on. Oh. The Forsberg. And that's kind of how it unfolded, you know? Yeah. I mean, he kind of lulled the goaltender to sleep a little bit. What's he doing? What's he doing? Whoa, reach around score. Fantastic. Uh, Tanner Sorensen and Josh Tevis. That sounded bad, didn't it? Yes, it did, but we'll sounded, move on. sounded we're, very peach emoji, didn't it? Very <laughs> eggplant emoji. We're ignoring that. Go ahead. <laughs> I said reach around, and everybody laughed. Uh, a wraparound probably would have been better, right? That was the better Tanner choice Tanner Sorensen of words. and Josh Tevis have been loaned to the Kalamazoo Wings, and Matt Petgrave is up here with the Comets now. Uh,
1: Seamus Malone, Mitch Elliott have previously been returned from a couple of games down there also. Laval tomorrow, Scoop and I, we got you pregame on the Brother Station at 6.30. Uh, but some great news for a couple of former Comets. Tell everybody about Zach McEwen and Justin Bailey.
0: Well, Zach McEwen got a goal last night, the first goal of the game. It was a beauty. For the Canucks. Uh, Justin Bailey got some time on the ice, a little under eight minutes on the ice. Didn't get a shot on goal. Uh, I think at the end of the night, Zach had three. So it was a good night for Zach and the, the McEwen family doing a little celebrating, no doubt. I get a little tweet out that I
1: heard the McEwens uh, from Prince Edward Island, and they both were like, yeah, pretty much, you know it. And I guess when he scored his first goal, if you remember, his dad celebrated with a Big Mac, because Big, the big fella is his nickname... Our friend Corey Hergott. I
0: saw the picture with the Big Mac. Our
1: our friend Corey Hergott, who joins us on Comments Insider on Mondays, he started that nickname. He calls Justin Bailey the gentleman. Those nicknames have picked up with the Vancouver fan base as well, so it's pretty cool. Hey, we got some credible guys talking hockey with us from Vancouver. It was a great thing to see. I'm very happy for both of them. Uh, A lot of or a lot of Canucks fans commenting on how elite Justin Bailey's speed was. And they can see him becoming a difference maker on that team because it translates to the NHL.
0: Yeah. And look what Zach is doing. It's translating to the NHL, too. I mean, ultimately, Travis Green uh, has seen what he sees in Zach previously and called him up. And it seems like they're nurturing that a little bit. You know, I don't know how soon he's going to come back. Don't forget that the
1: golf show is this weekend, the 14th, 15th, and 16th at the Turning Stone Resort Casino. Something to check out if you are a golfer and you're anticipating spring. SportsZilla Show back tomorrow, 5 o'clock. ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM.